Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We're drawing close to the end of the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the 27th chapter now, and Jesus has been seized uh, by the religious powers to be, apparently backed up by the political powers that be. And we actually have a lot of detailed information about what happens to Jesus and the ebb and flow and how he moves from before one group and another group and another group and another group. And uh, that sort of goes beyond uh, what I want to get into in this particular format kind of thing. Uh, know this, that there are many, many guilty parties for what happened to the Lord. <laughs> they were all guilty, right? Um, let me get start here with the first verse of chapter 27 of Matthew, which says this. Now when morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people conferred together against Jesus to put him to death. Now we've seen repeatedly where the religious leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, the chief priests, etc., had been trying to set Jesus up. They were mad at him from the get-go, angry with him from the very beginning. After an episode or two with him, they desired to put him to death. Now this has been going on for months and years, and now they have the opportunity. Notice it says, now when morning came, I'm about to read two other Gospels account that deal with this also. What is it? Mark and Luke both give us insight into this. And they both mentioned uh, mourning. They had worked all night long through this. Now, there's all sorts of teachings and all sorts of preachings and all sorts of examination and books and academia over how they were breaking laws and meeting at night and things like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. But, you know, when your motivation is to kill somebody, you're breaking a pretty big law right there, particularly when you're trying to use man's interpretation of the law of God to bring forth judgment upon a man, another man and put him to death. That's what was going on here. They were angry at him because, uh, in their view, he broke the law. Jesus did not break any of the law. He broke man's traditions. He broke man's interpretation of the law, but he never broke the law. Now listen to what it says in Mark. First verse, likewise, says this. Early in the morning... The chief priest with the elders and scribes and the whole council immediately held a consultation and binding Jesus, they led him away and delivered him to Pilate. <coughs> so again, who's meeting here? Chief priest, and it's plural, okay? The chief priest and the elders. And here we learn that the scribes are involved with this and the whole council, okay? That's, that's the Sanhedrin. All the Sanhedrin, the whole council, all these religious rulers immediately held a consultation. Well, who who were they consulting with? They were consulting with each other. Okay, in other words, do we need to do this? Are we going to cover each other's back if we do this? Because the people are likely to get really angry about this, that kind of stuff. And so they decided to do it. They led Jesus away, according to Matthew, to put him to death. Here, Mark said. They led him away and delivered him to Pilate. And so now they're sort of moving from the point of view, well, we want this guy dead, so we want political cover 
for this. Now, they're going to come along and say, hey, we don't really have the authority to kill somebody because of this, and they'll hide behind that, even though their heart and all their intent had been to kill Jesus. So let's go over to Luke. Luke, the 22nd chapter, beginning verse 66, says this. When it was day, there again, when the sun's coming up, the council of elders of the people assembled, both chief priests and scribes, and they led Jesus away to their council chamber, saying. So we have an account here that they're actually meeting with Jesus, and we can say consulting with Jesus. Remember how they held a consultation? Well, here they're actually going to talk with Jesus. Verse 67, they say this to Jesus. If you are the Christ, tell us. But Jesus said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask you a question, you will not answer. Jesus continues to speak. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. And this is really, really important because Jesus called himself the Son of Man. He did not call himself the Son of God. Quite often people say, well, Jesus called himself the Son of God all the time. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And there's a difference between the phrase Son of Man and Son of God. And even in the way that Jesus handles this right here, okay, gives us insight. And in we've already talked before the Son of Man comes out of Daniel 7. The religious rulers knew exactly what Jesus was saying. They knew exactly what he was claiming. But he did not call himself the Son of God. Watch what happens in verse 70. And they all said, are you the Son of God then? Wow. Now we're getting down to the crux of it, right? We're getting down. So all the leadership, they just say, okay, are you the son of God then? In light of all this stuff we've seen, are you the son of God? Now listen to what's said right here. And he said to them, yes, I am. And so people will say, well, right there, he admits that he's the son of God. Okay? He admits he's the son of God, so he called himself the son of God. Well, he did not call himself the son of God. This translation, and you know, I don't know what version this is. I've got this up in a in a harmony Bible, so it doesn't tell me exactly what version I'm reading right now. It says, yes, I am. But I know this, and it's confirmed by a little footnote right here. That yes, I am, it literally says this. You say that I am. Well, that's a big difference right there. That's a huge difference. That's the reason you do quite well to make sure that you read various uh, versions of the translation of your language, okay? Let me read it again. They ask him, are you the son of God then? This translation says, Jesus said to them, yes, I am. But in the footnote, it says, and Jesus said to them, you say that I am. That is a lot more of a little twist on some things right here. Jesus was acknowledging that he's the son of God. He's been acknowledging that ever since he called himself the son of man. But the Son of Man is not synonymous with the Son of God for various reasons. But he's letting them know who he is. And now when he says this, you say that I am, he's acknowledging that what they said in their question is true, but also he's bringing it to their mind, are you saying that I am? Verse 71, imagine how they responded. Then they said, what further need do we have of testimony? For we have heard it ourselves from his own mouth. Heard what? Heard blasphemy. Heard that he declared that he called himself the son of God. 
from his own mouth. Jesus was very careful in the way that he spoke to the religious rulers, okay? Uh, he was very forthright with them, but he was very determinative in the terminology that he used. He was far more transparent and upright with the uh, uh, political rulers because they didn't know all this background. They didn't know all this scripture. They didn't know all this stuff. Either way you go, we see that Jesus has now uh, been declared to be a blasphemer, and they're taking him to Pilate to get the political seal of approval to put him to death. It's amazing stuff, is it not? Well, I tell you what. Uh, let me get a real point of it right here. Uh, these times, I tell you what, I have more fun doing this. But if the Lord moves upon your heart to help support these times, that would be highly, highly useful. Just from a personal point of view, there's, there's times of transition and times of change taking place in our lives and things that are happening. And so it would help a lot if the Lord moves upon your heart and your obedience to really help uh, support these times. Just go to my website. It's dalemore, M-O-O-R-E, dot TV. And at the top of the first page that pops up there, you'll see a Patreon link. And you can click on there. And, uh, and just give as the Lord tells you to. You know, if you can give regularly, every little bit helps, folks. It really, really does. So again, I thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.